Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hey, I'm John T. Rhodes, and you are listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Over the week again, time for the Jack Links Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. Happy Tuesday, everybody! If you want sports news, you're in the wrong place. You know, um, as soon as you hear that warning adult content thing, yeah. it just people just go, Oh, they're on. Oh, here they are. Here they are. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon we're the only the show on this yeah, station definitely, that's definitely. got that warning? The, well, it's saying warning you're about to hear some proper stuff. Proper. Yeah. Proper like, news. It's like it's the same thing when you know Net- Netflix or whatever and they list they say all the things that this, this particular film's gonna contain. It's nudity. Like nudity, um Rude language. severe violence, bad language. Just the more things that are in there, they all go definitely watching that. Yeah. So reverse effect is what it does. Okay. It, it's an enticement. I noticed beef you go uh, you're wearing sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously sweat uh, how many days in a row have you worn those sweatpants? One. One day in a row. How many days of the week do you wear different varieties of sweatpants? <laughs> Depends. I normally wear shorts around the house. Yeah. It's a bit cold today, isn't it? Coldest day. Um, well, I, don't, I didn't notice it was cold, to be honest. I haven't been out. I'm going right. to be honest. I haven't been yeah. out today. No, I went for a walk to go see a Top Gun Maverick. Did you? Yeah. That was so good. It was awesome. Well, because I went to go see it on Saturday. Yeah. And um, I'm going to come back to the sweatpants, by the way. I don't, okay. think, don't think you're getting off lightly on that one. Um, uh, I went to go see it on Saturday and uh, went in the theatre. Started said 2.45 session. Right. Wandered in. Bright yellow lights on. And everyone's just sort of, people just sort of sitting there. No sign of any sort of trailers running or anything. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I just sort of, you know, switched off for a bit, playing a bit of the uh, my Wodoku game on the phone. Wodoku? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the ads for that. That is a good one, that. And uh, all of a sudden it's sort of five past three. And I'm just like, well, this is running quite there's not even trailers on yet what's going on here give it another five minutes and some yeah. other else is starting to get a bit restless people going there, down to see how many people on. in the cinema at this there's stage? about 30 wow yeah so there is some massive oversight here yeah something's gone wrong then ended up just sort of hearing information about oh they're, they're trying to fix the projector oh, or something something's going on right and they sit there for an hour before they finally eventually someone comes up and goes, an hour one full hour just sitting there in the theater wow and, and finally the person goes uh yeah it's not gonna yeah, happen yeah you're in the wrong cinema <laughs> no 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 it's not it's not happening it's not, no, the, the projector, they kept they you there for an hour they i was gonna say at least some sort of forewarning or something well it's, they could have brought the drinks out it just this is a, some sort of something I couldn't believe it we just sat there and anyway so it, it was i just thought well this movie's rubbish yeah yeah <laughs> just staring at a white screen all the hype and it was just nothing going on. So anyway, so the so deal was... So did they invite you into another movie theatre for a free they, film? pretty rubbish, actually. So it goes, oh, you can either come back and get your money refunded or we can change it to a different session or something like that. And then you wander down, of course, there's a massive queue because oh, three yeah. other cinemas are being closed off. There's some Someone set the fire alarm off and the fire fire brigade was there. <laughs> As well? That that was, I think, the reason why oh, stuff wasn't okay. working. Right. So anyway, I didn't. after all this hype of uh, the, apparently the greatest action film in the last 20 years, 30 yeah, years, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I sort of had, to, had to wander around back home sort of thing is a bit disappointing but uh, so I booked him for this this uh, afternoon and right. I saw it and uh, oh, it's a cracking f- it's it's like I don't think they use any special effects I think it's all filmed right, like, so okay. it's like an 80s action film when yeah. they had to actually film stuff <laughs> yeah. it's way well, better 
let's face it, it is an 80s action film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, it was very... Well, not like no. At the start, I thought they actually were playing the old start. Mirrored it exactly. Yeah. The same music, so, same build I'm not too sure, but did they CGI Val Kilmer into this film as well? No. No, oh, no he's the real Val the real Okay, Val the Kilmer's real Val Kilmer. Yeah, he's not dead. Okay. He, he's, he's not doing well, though. No, I don't know. Is he? Is he got cancer or something? Oh, I don't know. Could have. Yeah. Well, they they wrote the illness into his character. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, you you recommend Top Gun oh, Two? Action packed. Hot you know, shots part two. Of course, old Goose's sons is is, is coming through the ranks. Of course he is. Yeah. Ma- Maverick starts off. He's trying to break the. Uh, he's trying to go to Mark Ten. In the old, is he? Uh, yeah, wow. In this sort of, I don't know what sort of uh, plane it is, jet yeah. plane. Jet. Sort of, it, it's it a looks, fighter jet. It looks a bit like a stealth thing, but it's no, it's not like the, with the sharp edges. It's kind of a smooth black one. Okay. And man, he's, he gets some pace up in this one. He, he gets there, but then um, the, the ship blows up and he has to parachute out because oh, he goes too fast. Never mind. And and and, and they're shutting that project down, and he has to go and do. Um, he gets put back into the Top Gun as the uh, sort of trainer teacher guy. Oh. Oh, of course he does. But of course, in the in the crew for the mission, the the training for is Goose's son, and they've got a bit of rough history sort of thing. Okay. Anyway, I won't go go into it because some people no. still haven't seen it. But, Me included. But Robert. it's a great one. Though. I have no desire to see it. I also I haven't the seen Top Gun one. By the way, that's a shame. Shame on you. Not it, really. It qualifies. So you've never seen like the volleyball, beach volleyball oh, scene. I've seen and the great music, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. How no, I've you, never. How can you not seen Top Gun V? I'm going to be but honest. You would actually like it, I reckon. No, I don't think so. I gonna. I, I don't think. Apart from Cocktail, I reckon. I'm not sure I've ever sat through a full Tom Cruise film. Jerry Maguire. I don't. Mm, nah. I'm not sure I have sat through the whole Mission thing. Impossible. No, I've never seen it one second of I've any seen the of them. I've first one. Yeah, I can't be bothered with that. The only no. one... Um, the Last Samurai? Oh, come on. Come no. on, Rob. The only one I probably have seen, I didn't even realise he was in it, Tropic Thunder. Wasn't he in it? In a, he is in it, yeah. In a kind a of a pseudo-role? I think it's a little cameo or something. He's not a star in that film. No, no, no. He comes out of nowhere. I think it's not... He's it's at known. the end, yeah. Um, I genuinely can't think of a, to- of a Tom Cruise film that I've seen all the way through, specifically. Yeah, right, okay. Well, that's all right, Even beef. Days of Thunder. No, I definitely haven't seen Days of Thunder. I mean, that's a that's really a slight on you as a person that you, that you, haven't, that you, haven't, that you haven't seen Top Gun. Definitely that, not. That's a compulsory. Is it? Yeah, it's a it's a cult classic. Like right. I, I don't. I don't could you go? You probably could go and see Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, without seeing. Well, I don't the want to. Top Gun. I have no desire. It doesn't thrill me with any need to see a sixty-year-old man pretending to be a fighter pilot. Well, it doesn't surprise me that a man who comes in wearing sweatpants <laughs> wants to go do anything. Frankly, beef. Right. Um, now uh, there's something else I was going to talk about. Okay, good. Oh, and this morning oh. I watched this thing called um, "What Is a Woman." Oh, it's this guy named Matt Walsh. You got issues at home? Uh, no, this, this. No, no, no. no. This okay. is a. Uh, it's a transgender thing. Right. Good. And he just he go, he's going to all these sort of protests and women's rights march, and he goes and asks people just go and just ask me a question. Uh, answer me this question: um, What is a woman? And of course, any normal person just says, "Well, it's an adult female." Right? Yeah. But people can't answer it right. because there's so much anxiety and heightened awareness, and they're so worried about saying the wrong thing because they're inclusive of transgenders and non-binaries and all this new gender fluid mental stuff. Um, that they can't answer the question; they just sit there in silence, like uh, we don't know, right? Like because they're so afraid. 
this is it, it just illustrates so clearly yeah. the anxiety around being a pet is saying the wrong thing of been being a bigot is so much worse than just telling the truth mm. and uh and it really gets pretty crazy this one and and the, what's most fascinating is the difference in opinions from medical experts right and uh there's ones that are so clearly are on the bandwagon with the progressive political agenda that they're not thinking rationally as scientists. And these are doctors. These are yeah. trained, and you know, they're mostly West Coasters with blue hair in that. But they're not, it's not like... Um, uh, I'm not sure I want to go and see those doctors. Uh, no. <laughs> well, uh, trust me, you don't want to see these ones. They're mental. They're actually loony, loonies. Okay. They've they, just gone on a whole other thing, a whole other uh, alternate reality. Mm. And this is when he's trying to get back to reality, and these people are so obsessed with this ideology, they can't just... And these are science. People have done medical degrees. Yeah. It's quite... Seven years well spent. It's, it's quite scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, One particular uh, clinical psychologist, she's very good, and she's she just comes from a scientific train of thought, old school and evidence-based. She's very reasonable, rational, yeah. breaks it all down, and she's speaks very sensibly and very damning of many of the ideas. Okay. So, uh, anyway, it's one that's... Uh it's being it's it's worth a watch. This is this a one off or is this a series? Or? No, it's a one off. It's a one off. I think it's just floating around the internet. Okay, what it's just called? What is a woman? What is a woman? Yeah, mm. um, you get the answer at the end. By the way, oh good. Yeah, yeah, good work. So that's been good viewing beef. Yeah, but uh, I'm slowly adjusting back to this Melbourne. It's freezing. It's so cold. Played rubbish golf because I I couldn't sleep after the show last. Ah right, I, just I, too hyped. Drop. I, I slept like probably thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, um, and then I get up and go play golf. I was going all right, sort of one over after five holes, and then I had a ten, oh. and uh, it was on stroke that day as well. You had to, you could, you know, there's no like Stableford or oh, yeah. rubbish. Get just, so, and then the par three. Ten is a ten. Second to last old part three, I got an eight. Oh, okay. Because what happened was all three of us, did, they put the pin, because on the right-hand side of the green, it rolls down the hill, right? All right. And they put the pin about two feet from a vicious slope that rolls down. Oh, okay. And all three of us had to putt toward the slope. Honestly, this one guy, he hit what, to me, looked like a good-looking putt. So it's a good putt, because even if the miss, it was going to go a foot past the hole. And it did. And, but I got a foot past, and it just caught this, and it, roll, and it rolled off the green. Oh. From a very good puppy. Yeah. And then we all, the next two of us ordered the same thing. Oh, uh, you went and joined him. It was a disgrace. Oh, never mind. So that room, I did, too, yeah, 93. Yeah, pretty bad, pretty shameful. Yeah. But winter time, oh, it's awful out there. Is it? I'm, I'm supposed to play tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to. Okay. I haven't seen the forecast. I wouldn't know. It's a bit just not great. Not great beef. No. Now, um, the, he was going to have a bit of a problem with the old uh, sweatpants at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is uh, it's sort of like a gateway drug. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, people say, oh, marijuana's the gateway drug, and then you all of a sudden you're on crack and you're rolling around in a ditch. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're filling your own pants and you can't talk properly. and you're and, filling your own and, uh, pants. And things have gone to pieces well and truly. You've got to sleep in a cardboard box. Yeah. I reckon, because well, I, I noticed this with traveling. Okay. Once upon a time, people used to dress up to go on the plane. It was a fancy they thing. They did, used to be. But now, because it's become more affordable and there's more plebs going, yeah, yeah. They, they just go for this comf- comfortability thing. Yeah. And, and there's loads of people wearing sweatpants. Right. And, and, uh, and sweats and, as I mentioned last weekend, elasticated 
clothing yeah. just for, purely for comfort. I, I'm not okay with this. Okay. I, I, I don't think someone should feel comfortable being in public and your international travel. I mean, you're <laughs> landing in a country. It's your first impression. Yeah. Imagine walking out into the welcoming thing. Yeah. If they were filming the Love Actually scene and it's just some absolute <laughs> punter in his tracky decks. You just like, oh, that's not a good look. Oh. Yeah. I, I'll just be wary about that. Fair I, mean, I, 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 It's okay because you just went straight from the house to the I studio did. here. I wasn't out. It's late at night. Did great for a meal. So I'm willing to let that one slide. And uh, I have been shopping in these, though, previously. Yeah, I don't know, Beef. Does, uh, is Claire okay with it? Probably not. Probably not. No. Mm. Have a think about it. I will, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's, not, it's not uncomfortable just to wear a decent pair of jeans or some slacks or something, you know. <laughs> some slacks? Yeah. Yes, it, it's, it's not too much trouble, Rob. And generally, oh, I'll probably put shorts on, doesn't matter what the temperature is. Mm-hmm. I tell you when I had... I'm not trying to impress anyone at the minute, though, Rob, really. I'm just yeah. there. I'm just living. I got... Existing is the word. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's the first step. To yeah. exist, you know. Yep. If, you, if you're not dying, I'm then not, there's another, there's not, another well, tomorrow. We're all dying, Rob. We're well, all dying. Well, we are all dying. Yeah. That's right, beef. But in the in what the, is a woman? It's an adult female. <laughs> yeah, good. Well done. God, there was one guy. He was a uh, he was like a professor at the University of Social Sciences. Okay. And I think he asked him this question right at the start. He had to chop it up. And it was sort of showing oh, how this guy on went and on and on. on. And then he had to ask him again because he didn't even really answer the question no. at the end, just yeah. round and round. It's all fluff. And then this guy started getting offended. But he's just asking very simple questions in no way offensive. Yeah. And they just start as soon as they're potentially stepping on the lines of, of challenging the ideology that they're, their preconceived idea. Mm. They get offended. We need to shut the interview down. This is not okay. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just trying to... Get a basic answer yeah, here. Yeah. But yeah. So, people, look up what is a woman. Yeah. It's out there. Check it What's out. What's the guy's name? Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Yeah. It's American. We'll get him on. We'll get him on the show. Uh, we'll be doing well. He's on like the. He's pretty big. He's we, on like Fox News and stuff. We're, we're men of the people, yeah. Rob. Men he, of the he people. Might, he might be confused as. Well, unless we go and do the transgender athletes thing, because it yeah. goes right into hey, that. Hey, I'll tell you what. In um, fact, pretty much every single one we've talked about on the show is featured in this. Okay. Yeah. Sharon Davis, the old British swimmer. Yeah. She's on the offensive about transgender athletes. Oh, they're, they're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. It, no, but it, she's, well, she's on the offense saying, no, we don't want transgender athletes in sport. Right. They're either male yeah. or you're born female. Yeah. We're not taking transgenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she's really pushing. She's having to go at the rugby people yeah. at the minute. Uh, obviously, swimming's, I think, banned them now. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, yeah, she's pretty aggressive mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the board. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a good stance. It's, it's it definitely seems to be the ration, rational people are starting to, mm. their voices are becoming louder now. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's what happens with the social media beef. It's Because oh, they just want to hear from mental people. So they get the clickbait and then the advertising yeah. and all that stuff. So Because the thing is, it's simply this. Sensible thinkers can't be bothered with all this drivel. So they just get on with their lives and, and don't really pay too much attention by and large. But then in the, the other side of the coin is that social media is then uh, related towards, um, is relative to mainstream media. The narratives start to become reflected on the television stuff. Mm. And, and it all just sort of snowballs. And if you don't, and all of a sudden like, oh, hang on, what's what's this snowball's getting bigger. Its mentalness is starting to reverberate and it's going to become an avalanche come down the hill eventually. And we're all going to get suffocated and die. So we've got to okay. keep an eye on it. 
Right. You listen to 365 Days of Sport, if you ever noticed. This yeah. is Rob chatting about weird stuff. I thought I'd have a coffee before I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a bit tired, three hours Normally sleep. the show's quite funny, but yeah. clearly we're off I, to a bad I only had three hours night. sleep last night. I went to, oh, I went to okay. bed at 11. I keep waking up at three in the morning, and then I can't get back to sleep. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to so, cheer people up at the minute. This is a story out of Ireland. I was in a town before called um, Langan Village, it was called. And basically there was a young lad and he looked awful similar to me. I thought I was fighting in the mirror, right? Come outside the nightclub, I was like, do I know you from somewhere? And he goes, do I know you? Do you know? And he had, he had a Celtic jersey on, but he had, he had the green and the yellow one, right? And I was, I was about to throw a punch. And then he, he, he looked at me in the eyes and I go, do I? And he goes, am I your father? I said to him. And he goes to me, am I your son? And we just hugged it out. Turns out that no relation at all. And I just headbutted him and he got taken away. But, you know, it goes to show you, people are out there, you could know them. Yeah, right. you could know them. Yeah, people are out there. Who was that lad? Some Irish fella. Yeah, yeah, okay. He was on a fight at a nightclub, and he. Yeah. We don't talk about the Irish beef. Sick of the bloody Irish. They almost beat what. us in the cricket too. Did you see that, mate? I have got some stuff tonight. Now let's go through the rugby. Last weekend, I haven't even seen this game. By the way, I can't. You couldn't watch it anywhere. I tried really hard. It's it was Stan. You got to get Stan Rob for the rugby. If you're a rugby fan, you got to get. Stan. But you got to pay for Stan. You get one month free. That's what we're on. I'm not for this doing month. that. There should be. This should be on bloody KO. It's I'm not happy with that at all. Yeah. Well, Stan bought it. Uh, the rugby people. Right. Last week in the rugby. Uh, the Southern Hemisphere, they won basically 4-0. Argentina beat Scotland. South Africa snuck by Wales 32-29. Australia mm. beat England and the Kiwis beat Ireland. Now, this week, unbelievably, Scotland beat Argentina 29-6. Wales beat South Africa 13-12. Ireland beat uh, the yeah. All Blacks 23-12. And England yeah. beat Australia. So they've turned it they've round. They've turned a, a double, so a triple, we're quadruple whammy. Next weekend, deciders, deciders all around. across the board. Well, that's good. So Everigan made 14 changes to their starting lineup to play us. In the second test. In the second test. So what they've done is they kind of, over the first two tests, they've split their two sides, and I think they'll pick their best side for the, for the last game, so right. we'll get flogged. Uh, but it's good. The Our lad kicked a touchline conversion with a minute to go yeah. oh, that's to win good. the game, so it was fantastic. Yeah. But I'll tell you another result that is quite interesting. Uh, in Europe, Georgia beat Italy. Really? Yes, they did. Wow, that's something. So for the, it's their first ever win over a, what they call a tier one nation. Right. So um, good result for Georgia. Mm. But there was World Cup qualifiers on the weekend. In Africa, they've been playing. They, they got the quarterfinal stages a week ago. Namibia beat Burkino Faso. That was a big one. Burkino Seven, Faso? 71 is, is that a five. country? Yes, it is a country. Okay. Don't, don't show your naivety here, Rob. Yeah. Zimbabwe, then beat the Ivory Coast. Uh, Kenya beat Uganda. And Algeria beat Senegal in the quarterfinals. So we then went into the semifinals. Kenya snuck by Algeria, 36-33. Namibia beat uh, Zimbabwe, 34-19. And it was the final uh, yesterday, actually. Namibia beat Kenya, 36-0. So Namibia have qualified for the World Cup. Here's the interesting result, though. Mm. In their third place playoff in the African qualifiers, Algeria beat Zimbabwe, 20-12. Really? So Algeria... uh, a rising force in the okay. rugby world. In the Americas, this is the B final, so to speak, of the mm. Americas qualifier. Chile 21, USA 22. Wow. So the second leg is in Denver this weekend. It's okay. on aggregate. Yeah. So if Chile haven't, win... Haven't, they, haven't you reported on Chile doing pretty well yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if Chile win, they go through the World Cup and USA drop into the uh, repechage. Mm-hmm. In the other repechage games that is going on right now, Korea 21, 
Hong Kong 23. And it took a after the siren penalty mm. for Hong Kong to beat Korea. So perhaps uh, Korea are looking to the rugby yeah, world. Yeah, well, okay. So that's uh, quite interesting. Uh, there was another result that uh, I saw. Oh, yes, on Sunday, Japan 15, France 20. Right, so they've come back. Because didn't Japan sort of go to pieces, get a couple of hidings again after, yeah, after yeah, that great World Cup? So it uh, looks like they're... Uh, Hopefully, they're on the improvers. And we kind of identified last week that uh, the home teams do pretty well at this time of year. Uh, but here's the result. Women's International on um, Sunday. Massey Park in New Zealand. Papua New Guinea nil. Fiji 152. Oh. So they all play rugby league, Papua New Guinea. They do. Yeah. Um, but there probably isn't much women's rugby league for Papua New Guinea at the moment. I don't know. True. That's a, I don't think that's one of the biggest scores I've ever heard. It's pretty big, um, isn't it? I know Singapore, Singapore, Hong Kong, there was a result at yeah, some point. Yeah, it was. I think that's the record. I think, yeah. nil. Is that yeah. still the record? I think it is. Okay. Yes. Uh, I did see an interesting result from, um, there's an under-20s Pacific quali- uh, competition on right now, and I did see New Zealand beat Australia 69-12. I heard the there was a, a one-sided result. Yeah, which is not not bone well for for Australia, but the I, I mean uh, there's there's a, a certain amount of uh, disgruntlement about the current All Black side. I can tell you back home. Is that? Yeah. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I don't, there is one other result that is very interesting from international rugby on the yeah. weekend: Canada thirty four, Spain fifty seven in Canada. Wasted them. See, that's a. A concern. I mean, it is a concern that because they were there or thereabouts they've for some played time. In, I mean, they've they've been knocked out this time round, but they've played in every, every World, World Cup. Cup. Whereas Spain putting fifty seven on Canada. And to my knowledge, rugby should only be growing in Canada and getting more resources and going yeah. well. Like, well, a, clearly, it's growing in Spain. Yeah, mind you, Spain got kicked out of the World Cup because they've been playing illegal. Well, basically, illegal South Africans in their okay. team. So I don't. I think they've kicked them out of the World Cup. Okay, not that they qualified. I think they were in the qualifying tournaments. But yeah, so they they basically had a couple of saffirs. My, I might be wrong of of the nationality. They had a couple of imports that claimed they were eligible for Spain, right. and they weren't. So they're disqualified. I think so. I think they've been kicked out. I'll have to check on that during the show at some stage, just to make sure. But uh, I think that is the case. Oh well, back to the drawing board. Yes, yeah. back to the drawing board. Now you did quickly mention, as we're talking cricket, uh, I can give you a score. Actually, um, this is it from is, last night. Uh, this is, is a game live, night right live now. now. Ireland are eighty-five for five off twenty-seven point three. They've just okay. this second lost a wicket. Mitchell Santner has got camphor out. Okay. Anyway, do you want to talk about yesterday's or Sunday's game? Wasn't it? Well, I, I didn't actually skip. I didn't see any of it again. I, I, I don't think it on, was on TV. You got to get. Right. Um, I think these games might be on. Uh, actually, I couldn't find any highlights. Ireland anywhere. is on YouTube. If you want to watch the Ireland games, they're on YouTube. Like. Are they? Yeah. Because um, but they're all these weird like uh, commentary ones floating oh, around, there? like audio. Yeah, but I, oh, on, the scorecard ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ireland cricket. I'm pretty sure they do their live games on YouTube. And Anyway, okay. Ireland got 300, as you well know. 300 yeah. for nine. Harry Tector got 113 mm. off 117 balls. The Kiwis were struggling. I've actually got a bit of a report here. They were something ridiculous. Yeah, Gaptor made 50-odd, and no one else was really doing a whole New lot. New Zealand were 120 for five after 21.4 overs Yeah, when Dougie Bracewell went yeah. out. To, not Michael Bracewell, not Doug Bracewell. And he hit 127 from 82 balls. Mm. Now, that is the highest ever score. 
of anyone batting seven or below in one-day international history. Really? If you really want to know. But the Kiwis did need 20 off the last over to win. Yeah, I knew, I knew that. They actually got them in five balls. Four, yeah. four, six, four, six. I just wanted to see that over. That's all I yeah. wanted to see. I couldn't, <laughs> okay. couldn't find it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So, yeah, they were struggling, the Kiwis. And the headline is, Kiwis avoid embarrassment away to Ireland. Interesting. Well, I mean, I mean a lot of teams have lost to Ireland now. Yeah, England. Yeah. England. I'm pretty sure they beat England. Didn't they beat Australia? Not sure. So, Kiwis so have South never Africa? lost to Ireland. No, um, they Yeah, they did. Uh, Ireland beat South Africa recently. Actually. Yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, one day game it, it can happen. Mm. Um, again, I'd say that's a pretty impressive comeback win. Really, yeah. Is what I'd say about that. So it's like, well, it's like we were in trouble against the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can happen in cricket. You have a bad time with the bat. Game on. Oh, well, anyway, we still won, so that's that's good. First pro, first one day for some time. So there'll be yeah, some that's pretty the thing. I mean, I think England quite a different team England to the play test India. Team. Actually, I think they're, they've probably started England-India. So, oh, God, I've just looked up England's score. I mean, I, I think they won on Sunday in the 2020s, but they are currently 17 for three, and they have just lost Johnny Bairstow, caught behind off Bumrah. And so, is it a test match? Uh, no, this is a one-day, one day uh, 50 of. overs. Actually, that wicket was, they're now 17 for four, right. England. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all Is over. that a T20? Or? No, that's a one-day. So, Jason Roy, Nort, Johnny Bairstow, seven. And they're betting first. Yep, Joe Root got Nort, Ben Stokes got Nort. Okay. Josh Butler is eight, not out. They're 17 for four. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see how we go. Yeah, and there was, I read all the news about how this is the first time that uh, England are going to be playing Bairstow, Root, Stokes and Butler, Butler in the same team. This was the first time since the World Cup final. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I was and they're, say, and they're well, 17 that's... for four. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, what else have you been up to? Anything exciting? Nothing? Really? You've just been sleeping? Just trying watching, to get my head back in, watching in the top, game. Watching Tom Cruise films, really? Top, uh, well, not films. Are you going to watch plural. Eyes watch Wide one. Open? No, Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, no, I've seen that. Oh, I'll tell uh, you what. I've got to see that Elvis movie. Oh, apparently it's brilliant. Apparently it's very good. Are you into that, are you? No, not really, but apparently it's very good. Okay, I'm going to check it. I've seen the one where he plays it's um, Stacey Jacks. What's that film? Stacey Jacks. Yeah, Tom Cruise. He's totally miscast in the film. Rock of Ages? Something like that. Yeah, it could be Rock of Ages. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't be in the film. I part. haven't seen it, but I, I don't want to. I've only it. seen it because uh, my partner, she loves Rock of Ages. The okay. musical, not really the film, but the film is partly due to the musical. Yeah, I don't think I, I know that. I hate that song. Yeah. Actually, talking about my missus, um, I can always tell when she's lying just really? by looking at her. Yeah. But then again, I can also tell when she's standing up. Did you know, actually, I thought that's what you were about to say? Really? Yeah. Why? Because I, I knew that you wouldn't sort of decide to talk poorly about your girlfriend <laughs> live on the radio without Shit. some sort of twist. And uh, as soon as you said lying, I said, oh, it's going to play online. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. So, not your best one, Beef. Not your best one. That's all right. You're trying. You're trying to keep the show moving, keep it entertaining. That's after, good. After your bloody yeah. uh, Great start, monologue at the start. Oh, about. that's going to be one of the best opening 15 minutes for, for, <laughs> yeah. for weeks. The sports fans are going to love it. Yeah. Absolutely going to love it. Good. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi there, this is John Higgins, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Well, Rob, we've made our bed. We've got to well, keep. We've got to keep going. I don't know why. Do, do you think there is a? We've got to like draw. I think we need to go back and yeah. see 
how many we have it when which show do we first because it's been on every show i think since we started it probably since january i think it might have been i think i might have so, got this book so around christmas it, time so that means roughly um 26 jokes probably yeah we've done two or three on certain occasions the, the really short ones yeah we're about one and a half to two out of whatever it is yeah say out of 30 it's it's but it's it's become like it's, you can just see it coming a mile away can't you yeah. that, that anyway anyway okay. it is gags with david boone people david boone wrote a book called the big book of great sporting jokes which i managed to acquire it's very rare i, it, I mean i just be honest every time you know how sometimes you don't want to get people's expectations too high yeah yeah Every single joke on my expectations are low with the hope that perhaps yes, it might it surprise might create me. create a but chuckle. Then it, it doesn't. It's, it's like... Uh, In real terms, if this was just called David Boone's Big Book, that, that would do. Yeah. It really would because there hasn't been many jokes. There's been a few anecdotes which are kind of vaguely amusing. That's what they should have called it. David Boone's Big Book of Anecdotes. No, no, just Big Book. That's what I said. Yeah. You David think, Boone's Big Book because like, it is I like that. 340 Good alli- alliteration pages. as well. Yeah. David Boone's big book, although it's, yeah. it's thick, not even a big book. David Boone's thick book. In fact, if it was called that, yes. it almost forgive the entire thing. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he's not trying to claim anything. No. He's not getting your hopes up. It's like a mechanic and he goes, oh, how much is it going to cost? And he says, oh, it's going to cost $1,300. And you get there and then and then he goes, oh, actually, it's only 400 bucks." You go, oh, stoked. Oh, yeah. But, but nah, with Dave Boone, it's like, 1300 Oh, what? And he goes, it was $1,500. <laughs> goes the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rob, pick a number. Let's wow the crowd. 302. 302. He's gone deep. Deep, deep, deep. Right jockey, wrong course. This could be an anecdote. At his best, George Mully was one of the finest jockeys in the business, but he had a reputation for not always taking his job seriously, a reputation not helped by the couple of occasions when he went to the wrong course. As he explained in the book he co-wrote with Frank Hardy, the needy and the greedy, he got out of the shower at home one morning, picked up a paper to check where the races were on that day, and set off. However, when he got to Canary Racecourse, the place was deserted. He'd looked at a form guide that was a week old, and it wasn't until he found a copy of that afternoon's paper that he discovered the races were on at Rose Hill. The other time, he set off for Hawkesbury Racecourse with plenty of time up his sleeve, but was surprised by the fact that there was no traffic on the road. He was running so early, he had time to stop at a service station near the course to fill up, and was surprised when the bloke on the petrol pump asked him where he was going. To the Hawkesbury races, Mully answered. It was only then he'd learned that the gallops were four hours away at Kembla Grange. Doesn't say why he thought they were at Hawkesbury, but uh, he was at the wrong course again. But, wow. They're not even, jo- that was that, not even that, a that's joke. Not, that's, not a, that, that's not an attempt. At, that's just a series of events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happened. That, he could have just said bullet points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, could have. You're going to go around, you're going to, in some vain hope, feel like you think you can. No. This one's called The Invisible Man, Rob. The Invisible Man agreed to play with the Bulldogs, but before he could sign the contract, he had to pass a medical. So he went to the club doctor's surgery where the receptionist greeted him warmly. Just one moment, sir, she said before speaking into the intercom. Doctor, the Invisible Man is here. Tell him I can't see him now, the doctor replied. <sighs> Piss off, Bernie. On this day in sport, Rob, 12th of July, happy birthday. Oh, Stan Meads. Not sure if Stan, Stan Meads. Meads. Yeah, New Zealand flanker. He was born in 1938. If you're still with us, Stan, happy birthday. Uh, I think Colin Meads did have a brother. Okay. New Zealand test all-rounder Bruce Taylor, born on this day in 1943. Yeah, I him. Happy birthday, Bruce. Yeah. Welsh rugby union halfback. The greatest of all time. 
Gareth Edwards. Yep. Happy birthday, Gareth. Oh, we have to say, Phil Bennett passed away last week, and he was the second greatest player of all time behind Gareth Edwards, played together. So uh, big regards to the uh, Welsh rugby fraternity and the Bennett family. Mexican boxer Julio Cesar Chavez. Happy birthday, Julio, if you're listening. Indian test batsman Sanjay Mandraker. Happy birthday, Sanjay. Oh. Mandraker. <laughs> Happy birthday also to England test fast bowler Alan Mullally. Alan Mullally. Alan Mullally. Happy birthday to... How many Al- tests of Mullally play? Uh, that's a great question. I reckon 20 Ten. at most. 20 at most. Okay. Yeah. I can't even remember his bowling action. Left arm. He was quite spindly. He wasn't as tall as Bruce Reed. Left arm over, but he right. wasn't, wasn't a lot to him. Yeah. Wasn't as quick as he should be. Right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story, Rob. Yep. I took a um, a kind of a rep side, bit of a party rep side to Kent yep. on tour what, a few years ago. What, yes. And we, st- we always used to stay in the same hotel as whoever was playing at the Canterbury Festival that week. The, yep. This year in particular was Leicestershire, who okay. Mullally used to play for. So we get there on the Sunday, play a game, get back to the hotel. Alan Mullally is in the hotel with his parents, having a nice little little drink, yep. a few snacks. Bit of a what Sunday, was the, bit of a what was the worst thing, the, the thing that Alan Mullally didn't want to see? 15 Welsh cricketers who were keen to get on the lash. Yep. So Alan Mullally's parents go to bed. Alan's left with us drinking. Right. No. He's chosen to stay, though. He's kind of chosen to stay. We didn't chain him to the to the yeah, bar. Yeah. So we're going drink for drink with Alan Mullally. Probably the one thing a tall, spindly, left-arm quick doesn't do very well is probably drink with the Welsh boys. Right. We've gone pint for pint with mm. Alan. And he's also in the middle of a game. Oh. You mean a, a, a several-day game? Yeah. For who? For Leicestershire for against Leicester. Kent okay. at Canterbury. Yeah. At three in the morning, mm. Alan Mullally says, lads, I've really got to get to bed. Mm. Alan, no. No, no, no. Just no, no, one no. more for the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he has one. He says, lads, I've got to go. So we decide to go and watch the first couple of hours. The next day. The next day of Leicestershire versus Not kind of Canterbury. Had a lot of sleep. He Matt, didn't have a lot of sleep. Plus, four or five hours. They had to be at the, I think it was a 10.30 start. So he had to be at the ground for 9, 9.30. Mm. Mm. Actually, it wasn't. It was the first day. Leicestershire lose the toss, mm. get asked to field. Yeah. So Mullally oh. sees us come through the gates. He's at fine leg. And he's, the first words, he goes, you effing back. <laughs> And it's fair to say he was a bit rough, was Alan Mullally. And he was bowling off about six bases and literally bowling at 80 miles an hour. Well, not even 80. He was just lobbing them down. He was so rough. It was hilarious. It really was. Six bases. Yeah. He was just putting it down. Oh, that's one of those. You would just be begging to bat, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Please. Uh, now, we went and played. We had a game that day. Mm. So we went and played. Get back to the hotel. Who's having dinner? Alan Mullally. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, I'm going now. No, there's no way I'm drinking with you blokes tonight. And the boys are singing, oh, glammy, glammy. And it just like... Now, the other thing was, we'd had a few that night. A few of the lads put in early wake-up calls for, for I think he's called James Whitaker, who was the Leicestershire captain at the time. Right. He had wake-up calls booked for 4, 4.15, 30. Safe to say Leicestershire didn't like us by the end of the week. <laughs> the other thing was, a uh, mate of ours, he was in his pyjamas and Dr. Martin boots at breakfast. Mm. Leicestershire had a West Indian playing for him. 
Winston Benjamin, I think, ah, was, yeah, yeah. was playing yeah, for Leicestershire. Yeah. So he was at breakfast. Ozzy comes down in his pyjamas and Doc Martens. Who's this Winston Benjamin then? Winston is the only black guy in the, in the restaurant having yeah. breakfast. Yeah. And Ozzy's come out and... Sure. Yeah. It was a great time with Leicestershire. They loved us. Ah, uh, sounds, sounds a, it's a great We had a great, great tour. Yeah. That Monday, I think I bowled eight overs and got two for one. That's pretty after good ever, After a night drinking yeah. against Dover, I think I definitely was. couldn't do that. Oh, I was in the old days. That was when I used up all my beer tickets, uh, Rob. Yeah. So happy birthday to Alan Mullally. Hopefully you'll remember that night in Canterbury. Uh, happy birthday, Australian golfer Robert Allenby. Yep. He's had a few drinking issues of himself, Robert he Allenby. Has along the way, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got... Uh, he, he duffed himself up in Hawaii to... Yeah, that's right. He, uh, yes. Uh, Australia, uh, American figure skater, Christy Yamaguchi, Italian soccer striker who was born in Australia, Christian Vieri, happy birthday. South African rugby winger, J.P. Peterson, happy birthday. What else has happened? 1930 on this day, after scoring 309 on the first day of the third test against England at Headingley, Don Bradman was dismissed for 334, creating an Australian, Australian test, record. test record. Equaled in 1998 when Mark, Mark Taylor, Taylor declared... Yes. No, he, he retired himself. Did, no, he declared the innings closed at 599 for four. So he was 334 okay. not out. Mm-hmm. In 1975, Graham Gooch became the first batsman to bag a pair in an Ashes test in the 20th century when he was dismissed for naught in both innings during uh, the first test against Australia Edgebaston. 1996, Michael Jordan signed a one-year contract to make him the highest ever paid basketballer in the NBA history. Mm-hmm. 25 to 30 million, they reckon. Bobby Jones, captured the third leg of the Grand Slam, won the US Open on this day in 1930. And Fanny Jurek, the Australian swimmer, won the first Olympic women's swimming gold medal with victory in the 100 metres of the Stockholm Olympics. The New South Wales Amateur Swimming Association only voted to send Fanny and her teammate Minor Wiley if they paid their own way to Sweden. Jurek swam 1 minute 22.2. And Wiley... Took the silver medal. They paid their own way. They got gold and silver. So that's well, that's phenomenal. pretty impressive. Well done. I hope they they reimburse them after that somehow. Possibly, possibly. I would be very dark if if I got a, if I got gold medal and mm. I had to pay for my own expenses. Still, I would say this is someone figured yeah, something out yeah. here. You know, I want a little cash under I the table, please. Free chicken. Well, for that, life. At, yeah, that, at least that. Uh, in 1998, South Korean rookie Si Ri Pak won the Jamie Farr Kroger Classics by nine strokes. Her first round 61 was an LPGA record, and she made 261 for 72 holes. So that's pretty good. That's definitely better than me. It's definitely better than you at the minute. I'd like to. I wonder how I go just teeing off the ladies the whole time. I wonder how much every game would if you how much better you'd do. I wonder. Perhaps Although I mean the pros, the pro, the pro women don't hit off the ladies, don't they? Nah, they pretty much hit off the the okay. whites, but they can hit the ball far enough easily. Well, they can now. Technology, Rob. Technology. Should we do that, this? They got pretty good swings. They're professionals, Rob. Yeah, they should do. Coaches. T- free time from the age Just to go and from very practice. young. Oh, chimpanzee! That monkey news. Monkey monkeys news. monkey news idaho zoo's 60 year old spider monkey might be the world's oldest rob 60 year old spider monkey yeah an idaho zoo threw a birthday party for a black-handed spider monkey who officials said might be the world's oldest member of his species at age 60 the boise zoo 
threw a birthday party for Elvis mm, and an Aldabra tortoise named Mr. Mac, who turned a 100. Crikey. The zoo said Elvis is estimated to be about 60, which could make him the oldest spider monkey in the world. Spider monkeys in captivity generally live to between 20 and 40. And the zoo officials said they're in the process of verifying Elvis's age, but his history is difficult to track. Carbon dating. Carbon dating. You've got to measure his poo. Well... Do you do that? No, I don't think so. The... I'd have to use one of his bones. Oh, what? They're just going to take a bone out? No, they can't do that. Not when... He... No. I don't, I don't know how they Fingernails? Can you do it for fingernails? Hair? Maybe fingernails. Good idea, Beef. Thanks, man. But just... Do you know how it works, that carbon dating? No. So there's two types of carbon. Right. It's, I can't remember exactly. It's like there's a C12 and a C10 or oh, something right, like okay. that. And what happens is one is always constant, same level, and one diminished, or all the other carbon diminishes at a consistent rate. Right, okay. So they can, they, and it's the same, because everything has carbon in it. Right. And so they can determine from that, that rate of which they've now figured out how long it is. Right. Exactly how old everything Brilliant. is. Brilliant. Good old science. Anthropology. Yeah. That's what that's about, Beef. Uh, it might, but it might be like C8 and C12. I can't remember now, but, you know, right. that's a you, you got the vibe. You got the vibe. Apparently, the primate came to the facility from Denver Zoo after being donated by a private individual. Oh, well, that's good. It's probably better than being oh. living at someone's house. No doubt. Tiger King style. Yeah. That's gone quiet, thankfully, and he's uh, nearly dead, isn't he? Tiger King or something? Is he? I, I didn't watch the new Riddle one. We, basically, he's in jail now. Never seen it. They thought Trump was going to pardon him, didn't they? In really? his last days, they did. They put, Why they... would Trump pardon him? Exactly. Exactly right. Why would they pardon him? I mean, I yeah. It was actually quite a good... Um, it got coverage, that thing that Trump did, only when Kim Kardashian went in to go and see him and try and get her particular case person oh, that right. she had got and, and and it was reviewed and she was pardoned in the okay. end. But apparently the case was actually a very uh, reasonable, right. you know, the, the sentence was extreme. Okay. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of the, there were actually lots of cases were, re- were reviewed and uh, it was a good thing, actually. Trump. But, yeah, yeah. There's, Trump, there's, he did a good thing. There's, there's actually a, 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 some good, uh, a handful of good things that Trump, well, it was because uh, people say he's racist all the time. Um, he's not racist all the time, <laughs> well, just some of the time. He's just a bit clumsy with his language, I think, at times. <laughs> yeah, true. But they just, there's a range of policies which he uh, did okay. do it. it's because everyone's going to have some positive things and negative things, you know. Yeah, true, true. And true. Uh, we don't we don't get to hear much of the positive things about Trumpy. Oh. Yeah. In all fairness, I mean, I do watch a bit of the economy and stuff happening in that. He did start off fine the first yeah. two years. Yeah. The economy, American economy, is booming. Yeah. And he had the right idea about creating manufacturing. Yeah, yeah. And making sure America was able to make products for their own market. Yeah. And protect the American market. And mm. then he went just a bit mad. Yeah, right. I think he went a bit power hungry. And Okay. Yeah. He just started. Started doing that dance on stage. Yeah. I, I like that dance. He, he wanted to be the fifth head on the head. The dragon. No, the, um, you know. The Whore Mount, of Babylon. Mount Rushmore. The Whore of Babylon. Yeah, the story from... No, um, he wanted to be the fifth head on Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. they, what That's what he was trying to do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. The, the Whore of Babylon's a whole other thing. It's, I'm sure it's, it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the Book of Revelations. Right. In, in the Bible. So Trump wanted to get himself added to the Bible. No, no, no. This is a, the, uh, That was just a stab in the dark. 
I was, I was, just, I was just trying to think of something that had several heads because hey, did you see the whore the- of Babylon gave birth to some, um, oh, right, some uh, sort of dragon horse thing with five heads or something, oh, or, or many, oh, right, many okay. heads, and she was known as the queen of all abominations of the earth. Right, quite a title, quite yeah, the title, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's in like, cause, but the Revelations is is very, it's not literal. In it's, the it's um, supposed to be a most dream. recent censuses across the world, you know, where Christianity is now a minority. Uh, really? Yeah, become uh, a minority. In, in which country? Well, lots. Uh, well, not in the Western world, though. Certainly, yeah, yeah, certainly no, not, definitely not, the Western not, world. Australia? Not the, not the US. Australia, the UK, US, apparently so. because atheism's so high, is it? And, Agnostic. Lo- and lots of other, like, uh, religions are putting their hand up. Well, India, Islam, and... Well, would have thought so, some of that? I'd be surprised. Buddhism? I think it would mostly be the increase in atheists and agnostic people not yeah, being, not being non-religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all sort of... Leveling out. So I wonder if the the stat is there's more atheisms than Christians. Yeah, that's what it would be yeah. mostly. That that would be the biggest effect. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, talking about uh, atheisms, is it better than the beef? Probably. That didn't make sense. No, no. Italian man amasses collection of twelve thousand four hundred two different Pepsi cans. Italian owner of the world's largest. Here's colli- a collection of four thousand and fifty two. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand different types of four hundred two different. Pepsi cans. Why would they change it? So this going to cost some money. The Italian owner of the world's largest collection of Pepsi cans broke his own world record when the current total was verified as including 12,402 different cans. Christian Calvaletti originally earned the Guinness World Record for the largest collection of Pepsi cans when his collection was tallied at 4,391. Guinness said Calvaletti has now officially broken his own world record with a total of 12,402. Calvaletti said he and his brother Eduardo began collecting Pepsi cans in 1989 after becoming enamoured with the Back to the Future trilogy. Right. Brothers collected items related to films, including a futuristic can of Pepsi Perfect from Back to the Future Part 2. Brothers then branched out into collecting Pepsi cans, which now reside in Calvaletti's basement. Collector said he owns cans from 81 different countries, and the oldest dates from 1948, which is the first year the beverage was sold in a can. He's now planning to turn his collection into a museum. More than 15,000 different cans will be displayed, but day by day the number will increase, making each visit a unique experience, even after several times. He said. That's not going to be a very good museum. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see Pepsi cans. Michael Jackson. He was a big Michael Pepsi Jackson man, was that? Well, yeah. It was the Indian there. cricket team. They love their Pepsi, apparently. Well, in fact, Cornwall Cricket Club for, for a time was sponsored um, by uh, Pepsi. Uh, and I remember one year when I cleaned up at the Cricket Awards and I got a bunch of trophies in that. And for each trophy, you get like... Um, can of Pepsi? Get, no, a six-pack. Whoa! So, And I came back with like 30 cans. <laughs> And the amount of sugar in those things. Even then, I noticed, like, whoa, this yeah, yeah. is uh, this is serious. I, I do prefer Pepsi Max over Coke Zero. I've got to be honest. I don't drink any of that stuff. I only drink the sugar free. But it doesn't matter. It's okay. still fake. It's still it's, right. still, it's still, it's not a natural substance. So it's just bad for you. Your okay. body's still going, what's oh, this? Thanks for that, what's Do- this? Dr. Rob. Well, it's still fake, people. It is fake. It's, it's more, fake. it's more fake than beer. It's more fake than beer. Thanks for that. Yeah. Did you watch the tennis? You, you, you one time did a whole thing on the, all the nutrients in Guinness. Uh, in Guinness. Yeah, yeah we did. It's, it's no sugar in Guinness. Um, well, there'll be naturally occurring sugar. 
No, we, we, we figured out there was sugar-free. Oh, sugar-free Guinness. Do well, we? Well, no, it's not made. It just doesn't have No, it in. doesn't have added sugar, but it would be naturally occurring in the yeast and the hops. Well, I don't know. Nor do I. I'm not a botanist, Rob. Um, did you watch the tennis on the weekend? Nick Kyrgios, our man. I did. Well, it basically reset my jet lag. That's the problem. I, I came home from work Sunday night, and I said, oh, I've got to at least watch the start of this. And I had a feeling he was going to win the first set if he was going to win one, and he did. I can't not watch Kyrgios. It's just the best <laughs> tennis. It's, it's meant. He's a mental, completely mental person. But and then but he's so obviously he plays better when he's calm. Does I mean, he? Just, just does when he play better when he's if calm? You or saw does he this, have to if be you fired saw, up to the play? The thing is, at the end of the day, he only actually dropped two games, and that's cost him the game. Right. I didn't even know the score to be honest. I just knew he lost. He was it was six four. Then he lost six three six. Oh, he lost in straight sets. No, oh. he, he won the first set. Oh, did he? Okay. And then he went down like six, six, three, six, four, and then it was a tiebreak in the fourth. Okay. Uh, well, the news obviously is that he got the he got distracted by a lady in the fr- oh, well, in that the was, front row. That was the funny. Yeah. yeah. So I've got uh, I've got the rant. Yeah, but it shouldn't be coming down to your opinion. Distracting me when I'm serving in a Wimbledon final. Well, there's not a bigger occasion. You didn't believe me, and then she did it again. It nearly cost me the game. Okay, but why is she still here? She's drunk out of her mind in the first row, speaking to me in the middle of the game. What's acceptable? Nothing is acceptable. Okay, so kick her out. I don't know which one. I know exactly which one it is. Tell me. It's the one in the dress with the. There's a woman who might have said something at the wrong time, but I don't know about talking to him between every single point. There's a guy with an Akubra hat, who I assume is an Aussie supporter, who had a word with her about 10 feet away. And um, so in the game, you pointed out a woman who's well, who you thought had seven hundred drinks. What impact does she have on you? And do you think she cost you in the game in the end? No, I wouldn't say she cost me the game. But like, you know, I'm playing a Wimbledon final against probably one of the best players of all time. I don't need a, someone absolutely smashed talking to me, yeah. point in, point out. Do you know what I mean? Like, what I'm all for having a great, great time. But um, you know, like speaking between first and second serves, like to me, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, she was definitely... Look, I've I've been on a couple nights out in my life and I knew that she had too many. So, <laughs> like, I feel like... I told the umpire, I was like, she's speaking to me a lot and she's drunk. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? And he's like, oh, I didn't know she's drunk. And then she continued and I was like, well... Like, not just me, like, what happens if she... St- it's just like, I feel like that's when you got to maybe give her a water or take her out. Allegedly, this woman says she only had a uh, had two two drinks. Yeah, one pims and a rosé. Mm. Um, but it's, she thought it was too hot. Wimbledon's too hot. Ah, oh, yeah, it was she was done. Polish. But she was the, a Polish lawyer, apparently. Right. The thing is, where I'm completely one hundred percent on the side with that. If, if she was like saying something between every oh, point. Yeah, yeah. That would drive me insane. I I hate people encouraging me. Yeah, yeah. It makes it makes me just want to shut up. I know. Yeah. It, it, well, me like, and you went to the Australian Open, Rafael Nadal, and there was yeah. that that drunk woman in there that was kicked out because well, she yeah. was just going. That off. was a different level. Though. <laughs> it was a different. I, I, level. But I mean, I get annoyed if people encourage me. Yeah, like yeah. I, that's the same that Master Chef. They're up on the balcony and they're cooking, and, and people just keep yelling stuff and trying to go. Come on, you can do it. So shut up. What am I going to do? I'll punch you in the face. Shut up. Yeah. We're not punching. Don't punch them in the face. Yeah, but don't, that, don't punch them you know, in the face. Yeah, violence is wrong, people. Yeah. Violence is wrong. People. Violence is wrong. Um, he got fined during the match for uh, for bad language. 
Yeah. Because he uh, he did swear at the umpire, so that was another three and a half grand. Um, he did. He won a million yeah. pounds for coming pounds, second. Pounds, was it? Pounds, yes, a yeah. million pounds. Yeah. But he reckoned he did a podcast in the week that he reckoned he was now closing in on over $800,000 in fines. <laughs> Over the years, so that's nearly half of his million pound that he uh, that he won. He says that every time we get fined, he goes to charity, and I'm like, oh, why did you tell me that? I will, I'll do more wrong. Um, I don't think all the time it's been fair, but I'd say I'll be approaching eight hundred thousand dollars. So we should do this. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. <laughs> Curiosity's top 10 fines. Okay. 2015, he got fined £11,000 in the Rogers Cup for insulting Stan Rawinka. I remember that. 2016, the Shanghai Masters, £13,500. Multiple incidents, including lack of effort, £13,500. <laughs> Wimbledon, 2022, fines now totaling £14,500. Multiple incidents, including spitting at a spectator and swearing at umpire. Queens, 2019, another £14,500. Got fined for unsportsmanlike conduct. Queens, 2018, £15,000 fine for lewd and sexual gesture with a water bottle. <laughs> 2019, Rome Masters, £16,600. Multiple incidents, including swearing at a line judge. Indian Wells, this year, 2022, £20,800 fine. Multiple incidents, including swearing at a fan. Miami Open, 2022, £26,500 fine. Unsportsmanlike conduct, including a clash, physical clash with an umpire. Italian Open 2019, £29,000 fine for throwing a chair across the court. <laughs> and in 2019, Nick Kyrgios' number one fine from the Cincinnati Masters, £90,000 fine, multiple offences including smashing rackets and a sweary rant at an umpire. <laughs> so there you go, Nick Kyrgios' top ten fines. Uh, he, he, honestly, he was pretty much, once he lost, he was up 40 love in a game and yeah. then um, Djokovic came back and Djokovic won that game. Okay. And then he had an opportunity to break where he was up love 40 and Djokovic came back and won that as well. And one, once, he just totally lost it then. Right. He, he was, honestly was pretty much yelling at his people in his box oh, okay. for two sets, almost non, non-stop just yelling, ranting, raving. It's amazing seeing Djokovic about to serve and it shows Kyrgios for getting ready to receive but he's still shaking his head <laughs> he's still thinking about the previous point from the last yeah. game before he's still shaking his head angry like he's just so not cutting and moving forward he's just stuck in it and it took until the fourth set for him to start get his call back man he'll win it one day and then we'll all be will. and there'll be a movie Rob there'll be a movie <laughs> hey bro if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass no grass would you eat me to survive oh bro who'd eat a cow Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Andy Sinton. I'm listening to 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear your mind because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless. Yeah. 
Right, we did the Wallabies last week, but in honour of Wales beating South Africa for the first time in South Africa. Oh, was that really? Yeah, away. I did a Springbok rugby deep dive this week, Mm. and I came across this bloke. He's called Robbie Wessels. He is prolific! But 90% of his songs are in Afrikaans. Right. So I don't really know, but the videos are quite funny. Did you um, find one in English? I found one in kind of 50-50 English Afrikaans. Okay. It's very good. Okay. It's not bad, but it is a piss take. Right. It is called Player 23. I'm going to put the video up on our Facebook page. Look up the Scar uh, Show with Beefy. Look up 365 Days of Sport, and I'll put up Robbie Wessel's Player 23. In fact, I'm probably going to contact him and see if he'll come on the show. Right. Because what he does with the Springbok, and he's obviously very well respected because mm. a lot of the Springbok players appear in his videos. Okay. So it is very good. Uh, this is Robbie Wessel's Player 23. It's about the 16th man. Put that way okay there are 22 men in a rugby team today 1 to 8 the 4 is 9 to 15 after line 16 to 22 the men on the bench but someone tough is missing someone famous and intense young 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 this is so funny spot every saturday at the game, pak hy alles wat hy kan Rana's narkie, sy kitaarkie Gas braai boere, waar sy pan And he shouts voluit sy borsheid I am here for you, my span And the team shouts, player 23 We are here for you, oh yeah Jan, Jan, Jan Is die soul van die span 22 manne In a rugby squad But the 23rd look Is a genuine stud His name is Jan is every team's dream Player 23 There's a young for every team His locker is a sacred space To where oh Victor runs And there he puts his signed picture Groeten van oh Jan Spot him at the supermarket Whoop maar is a sport As he signed his bum Kankowski said I'm never gonna start Jan, Jan, Jan Is he so funny spun Waiting for his turn to gooi, Jan stick goes in the trash. But Skalki grabs the precious price and adds it to his stash. At the shoe store, Jan is posing in his bright new orange crocs. And the oaks can hardly wait to replace their rugby talks. Jan, 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 is his soul funny spot. 22 mannen in a rugby squad. But the 23rd look is a genuine stud. His name is Jan, he's every team's dream Player 23, there's a Jan for every team It's a story about two mannen From different provincial spannen They often did compete to be the main bok on the street So they eyed each other's gif Wondering who's the biggest fan They checked each other's boerewors To see who is the man Elton and Jan, this soul funny spot Driving to the game, Elton brags with his chore But Jan drives by and hoys a wave and Elton smiles no more The cooler are just right for them and the struggle still goes on It's a showdown at the stadium, it's Elton versus Jan Elton and Jan, this soul funny spot It's a story about two manner, legends of the game From Gauteng to the Cape, we'll remember their name it's Elton and Jan, this soul funny spun. Player 23, the poker makes us one. 
player 23, the Boca makes us one. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I really do. I, I think I'm missing something here. Okay. I don't, do I, don't, I don't get it. What, what's it about the player 23? Player 23 the is the fan. The big fan that's always made thing off. Right. And he's, he's always better than the players. But he is there every game. I, I don't love that. Don't you? No. I want to draw the comparison between that one, which is, look, it's half an African, so we don't know what he's going on about, against the Aussie one from last week. It's worlds apart. It's humorous. It's actually clever. Whereas, take off your thong, oh, slap well that, on your thigh. Yeah, well, I mean, without doubt. I'm not, for not for a second am I, I mean, I, I was fairly scathing, if you recall. Yeah. Oh, that one of the worst things I've ever heard. That's not in the ballpark with that. But I, I didn't quite get this whole player 23 thing. Okay. It's the extra man, basically. Yeah. Why did you say s- the 16th player? Before? Well, because there's 15 players on a pitch. It used to be the 16th man. So that man. threw me off. I was, I was getting oh, all sorry. my numbers confused, 16s and 23s. And what's, right, okay. what's he on about here? Because it starts off the 16 or something. Uh, he goes through the 1 to 8 16 of the forwards, 22. 9 to 15 of the backs, 16 right. to 22 of the, well, on the I, bench. Well, I, I might have listened to it differently if I knew what that was on okay. about. All right. Uh, lyrically, but I didn't. Uh, I hated the drums and the bass. Okay. Terrible. I don't think the musical side of things is the what we're critiquing here. It's, it's worst song a, in the world. It's a bit of a single. I'm, I'm going critiquing whatever I want. <laughs> you can critique whatever point. you want. Try and control my critiquing. I've been I've been critiquing for four years on this stuff. All of a sudden, you're pulling me four up. Four years. What's this? And the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get too specific on it because I was a bit confused trying okay. to figure out what this lyric thing was about. Right. Look. Oh, see now I don't want to. I don't want to go in too hard on it because maybe I missed the boat. Maybe it was my negligence and lack yeah. of understanding of what he's on about. Okay. Um, I think once you see the video, you'll understand what he's getting at. Okay. No, well, so I'm just going to can it there then. Okay, I'm not. I'm, not I'm going to sit on the fence with it. Yep. Check out the Facebook. By and large, I say I, I didn't really enjoy it. Okay. It, was, it wasn't like bad good. Yep. He's or um, good, or good bad. As, I, as of, I mentioned, you know. I did a bit of a deep dive on Robbie Wessels the last yeah. couple of days. He's got one song on there which is really, really nice. Right, and I, I don't know whether he's singing, whether it's a Robbie player or what. I don't know. It's like ten million hits, but it's a uh, it's a really good folk. Ten million hits. Yeah, ten million plays on YouTube. So Jesus. it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a full Maybe album. Maybe he's the next uh, Rodriguez. Okay, man. Possibly after in South Africa. He's got a full album of Springbok rugby tunes. But they're all oh, that's in Af- commitment. They're all in Afrikaans, right? He has got one. is a bit of a tribute to one of the one of the black wingers. Right. Uh, silly. See, I reckon culturally, I'm off the mark here. I, I think I think because I I don't understand the language and you don't um, understand the, the South African the, the, the sort of terminology public. and that sort of stuff. So I'm just gonna. Although it's probably remember your your Cantab rugby fan y- years, that you did from ago. years ago. I the think second, third I show. think that's what Player Twenty Three is kind of about. Your oh, Cantab. Right. They need. More mongrel, right? So, but but I don't like those people. I know. So he's paying them out. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing. Because what he's doing is he mentions about how the players have signed photographs of Jan. That's his name, Jan, in their locker before they go out and play and things. Okay, okay. Well, he's I, I actually just, paying out the fans. I'm gonna have to listen to it again when okay. when I listen to the show. I'm not All listening right. to it now. No, don't. No, we're not gonna listen to it now because we've got no, other stuff to, to do. Yeah, well, well let's, let's get on with it then, okay. Beef. Jesus.
A small Indian village has tricked Russian gamblers with a fake Indian Premier League oh, cricket yeah. competition. Yeah, I saw this. Locals were paid £4 a match to participate in a fake well, tournament. Weren't they actually slaves? These, these are slave workers? Or farm workers? Farm workers. Oh, sorry. We can't, we can't, can't damn, Rob. Slave workers <laughs> in India? Come on, man. Locals are paid £4 a match to participate in a fake tournament broadcast online to target gamblers, and they even hired a commentator to mimic Harsha Bogle. <laughs> Four men have been arrested for arranging a fake tournament marketed as... The Indian Premier League that was established with the sole purpose of conning gamblers in Russia. The real IPL has become one of the most lucrative competitions in sport, with its most recent broadcast rights auction totaling £5 billion. Its popularity has clearly reached Russia, a country with no cricketing heritage, to the extent that gamblers were putting money on a fake tournament weeks after the real season had finished. How are Russians discovering this? They just love gambling. They've got money to burn. The group organised games on a farmland in the village of Molapur in Gujarat, featuring 21 local youths and labourers masquerading as players who were paid 400 rupees a match. They took turns wearing replica kits of actual IPL teams, with umpires using walkie-talkies to communicate fixed action to the players. Five high-definition cameras broadcast the matches live on a private YouTube channel that was then distributed to gamblers via a Telegram channel from which bets would be placed. The Conantis even hired a commentator who attempted to mimic Harsha Bogle and added fake crowd noise in an attempt to convince betters of legitimacy. Can't stop laughing? Must hear this commentator, the real Bogle, posted on Twitter after learning of the league. Mm-hmm. According to local media reports, bets are received on the fake cricket matches from Moscow and in the cities of Tver and Verones for more than a fortnight. The competition has started almost a month after the real IPL concluded, with the Gujarat Titans winning their title in their maiden campaign. The fake tournament reached the quarterfinal stage before being broken up by police. Four arrests have been made and the men police believe to mastermind the competition, Asif Mohammed, remains at loose in Russia with a key accomplice. He's on the run. He's on the run. Well, it wasn't worth it, I don't think. Uh, it's Depends a, it's how much elaborate. they mood. Uh, elaborate. They mood. Depends how much they made. Made. Yeah. Do they get to keep what they made, or is that to be can it be traced back? I mean, um, that's a good question, Rob. It's a good question. No, they've done it by fraud, so no, they shouldn't yeah. be able to keep it. Although it's possibly untraceable if it's done by the dark web. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going all of a sudden just start gambling on Mongolian wrestling. You know, you, you want to have a bit of insight as what's going. on. And Russians don't know what's going on. I don't think there's much cricket. match fixing going on in the Mongolian wrestling league, though. Why? Well, how do you know? How do you know? These people get technology these days. They do. You know, or it takes us a, one quick conversation behind the scenes. Yeah, that's exactly and, uh, right. And it's on. All of a sudden, the guy was uh, seemingly very easily pinned. To the... <laughs> Great terminology, Rob. Mm. Well done. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, Rob. 
I got some good ones for you this week, Ben. I, I do have to apologise. After having three weeks of Paul Tuber, you were, uh, I did mention he's ranked in the top hundred. Yeah. In the Southern Hemisphere yeah. World Quiz League, for, uh, so I, I'm, I've been going hard. Hmm. So I, I think the fallout of me asking Tubes questions kind of rolled onto you. Right. So I do apologise for last week. It was a bit tough. I so can't I've, remember. What I've it. Got I was even, a serving one. That's there was right. the fastest serves in tennis. And, and what was the other one? Watching tennis. Uh, I did write the rugby one. Highest points uh, for the All Blacks in a game. You got five. Yeah, I that was remember, all. I, I got four. I got. I put. I oh, stupidly you got four. But Mark Ellison. Yeah, <clears throat> it was close. He had thirty, and the other ones are thirty-two. And the other one you got one on, which I cricket. It was a tough cricket. I got one, the I Andy Roddick. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. It was a bit tough. Now we're going to go cricket. It is one day international season. Name any five players that have played over three hundred and seventy-five one day internationals. In the whole world? In the whole world. 375 one-day internationals. Yes. Sachin. He's number one. Morley Duran? No. I think he's 369, weirdly enough. So oh. he's nine in the top five. I don't think Vittori played that many. Who else came in real young and played for ages? Let me think. Let's go. Let's go Ricky Pony. Yes, he is yeah. 375. Let's go for... Someone popped in my head and they just... Shivnarine Chanderball? <laughs> No, he's not in the top. Oh. He didn't play over 375, but he did play a long career. You're right. You're on the right lines there. Uh, one left. Chaminda Vass. Chaminda Vass. You've gone in the right areas, but Chaminda didn't play over 375. Actually, uh, he'd be up there, though, I reckon. Yeah, so i got two there. you got two, yes. <clears throat> Our favourite son on every cricket question with cricket. Saywag. Uh, Sangakara. He's Sangakara. always there. He played 404. Yeah. Jaya Saria, 445. I was going to say him. I was going to go between him. And... Jaya Wardener, 448. Yep. yep. And then you've got Shahid Afridi, 398. And Inzaman Ulhaq. Inzaman Ulhaq. Yeah, I was... For some reason, I go straight towards Sri Lanka with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They play a lot. You a always lot of one, one day. day and and, and long one-day careers. Yeah. Okay, so two there. Right, now in his 81 fight fighting career, Ooh. George Foreman had five losses. Who were they to? Right. Well, he lost to Muhammad Ali. One. Did he lose to Tommy Morrison? Two. You have to say an answer. Don't ask me a no, question. No, yeah, when I that say was, that, that, was convincing that is my enough. answer. Tommy Morrison is there. Okay. Did he lose? Was he? Did he lose to Sonny Liston? No. No. <laughs> Riddick Bowe. No. No? There is one from that era. Yeah. Why have I gone blank here? Who's the other dude? Larry Holmes. No. No. That's it, is it? Yeah, that's it, too. You'll kick yourself. Evander Holyfield. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, from the early days of yeah, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Young. Jimmy Young. 1977. Okay, no, I don't know. And then there's a big gap. So yeah. then it goes 991's Holyfield, 93's Tommy Morrison, 97, which is the last fight, Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs. You know right. that? You remember? Yeah, 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 oh, you yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. His second, he was still a damn good fighter and he was in the later time. Like he, you know, 81 fights, five oh, losses. Um, unbelievable record. Um, I checked out Joe Frazier only lost four as well, four in a draw, and the two were both against Ali and Foreman two each. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. That's the other guy I was thinking of, by the way. Anyway, that would have been wrong. I'm going to take you back to 1995, Rob. 95 World Cricket World Cup? No. Name any five of the 17 players that played in the Auckland Warriors' first ever NRL game against the Brisbane Broncos. Any five of the 17. Okay. Oh, God. Um... Now, was he playing for us at that point? Us, he says. Hi, Oh, gee, that's an interesting one. I didn't think... Yes, he's there! 
I've never even heard of him, and yet Rob has picked him out of the of the ether. He had a mullet. He would just oh, and he'd just storm at the opposition, and he'd always duck his head and go head first. If there's one of the warriors I didn't expect you to pick out, it was Hitro Ocasini. Well done. <laughs> now, oh, this is hard. It's all because this is actually when I watched the Warriors. That's why I did the um, question. Mark Ellis? No, he came later. No, it's not in the inaugural. Who was that that came? There was, so who came across from Australia? Well, probably a lot of these, like, I would have thought. Things, like, I don't think Dean Bell played the first game. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Steve Kearney. Yes, Steve Kearney's there. I don't think Stacey Jones was there then. I think he came through a couple of years later. We had someone established from Australia. Greg Alexander. Yes. Yes. Old Brandy. And one more one guess. More. Who are our wingers? Uh, Daryl Halligan came later, I think. Did he even play for oh, the Warriors? He might not have done. No, he was a Bulldogs man, I think. He was, but I think he might have come right at the oh, end. Oh, okay. All right. done a stint. Jared McCracken. No, no, wasn't in that inaugural team. Damn it. You should have stuck with Dean Bell. He was, he was yeah, in there? Yeah, Dean, okay, the, Dean the, Bell. The guy I think you're thinking of that came across, Phil Blake. That's who, the other yeah, one. The fullback, yeah, he I was think. very, very good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's got yeah. a lot of tries. Uh, there's a guy called Gavin Hill. Don't okay. know. The other winger you might have been thinking of, Sean Hoppy. Sean Hoppy, yeah. of course. Then you've got Jason Mackey. Yeah. Dwayne Mann. Dwayne Mann. George Mann. No, he didn't play it. Uh, no. no. Uh, Martin Moana. I want to remember that. Gene Namu. Gene I remember Namu. him. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Taya Rapati. Taya Rapati, of course. Uh, Se'ei Solomona. Yeah. On the bench was Wetu Tayawa, Tony Tatupu, Manoa Thompson, yeah. and Tony Tuomavavi. Tuomavavi, yeah. <laughs> Tuomavavi now. Three. <laughs> oh, I should have gone more than... Anyway, not bad. Not Just bad. Just should have gone for Dean Bell. I thought he reminisced quite okay. nicely about that. I've got a good one here for okay, you. Okay, then. Uh, cast your mind back to the Euros 2016 oh, semi-final yes. Portugal oh. versus Wales. Yes, yeah. Um, of the starting 11 for Wales, yep. you went with a 5-3-2 formation. Well, 3-5-2, probably. I've checked this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are the back five? Ah, oh, okay. Ben Davis would be one. No. No, be- no. no Ben Davis. No Ben oh, Davis. Oh, that's not the goalkeeper, though, right? No, no, he's yeah, not the yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He would have been. Okay, so okay. he didn't play. Chris Gunter. Yes. I was going to say any five players. I thought that would be way too yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't think about the defenders. This is the key. You've, you've done well. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. This is not good. <laughs> oh, Ashley Williams. Yes. He wants to get this ben one. Ben Davis didn't play, so before <laughs> Roden's time. Can't hold this show up for this, this amount of time. I should know. Gunder William, who played left? No, I can't. I genuinely can't think. I'm going to say Joe Roden, but no, before his no, time. Joe Roden. I'm going to kick myself and probably hang myself. Um, <coughs> who played left back? The score was 2 0 in the game. Yeah, I know. Well. I was there, Rob. <coughs> I was in the, I was I in the stadium. Were. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't nah, think. Nothing. No, I can't even name people. Okay, we have an N Taylor, Neil Taylor. Yeah, Swansea left. We back. have a J Chester, James Chester, of course. Yeah, yeah. you said Williams. Yeah, and a J Collins. James Collins. Yeah. Okay, West Ham. That's awful on my behalf. <laughs> two, two for the bees. So bees. What do you got? You're on two, three, two, and two. Yeah, it's oh, five, got... two, five, four. My four, tight okay, one. Talking football. Okay. I think it's, it might be a bit hard for you, this one. Yep. Name any five football teams in the English leagues to be called town. To be called town. Yep. 
So their name is something town. Oh, that is hard. So you just got to just, think... Just any, any club in the whole of England. In the top four leagues, obviously. Yeah. I might give you some le- leniency if you name one in the conference. Something town. I don't even know many places... Uh, Camden Town doesn't have a team, so it's not them. I- I'm not even going to be able to name that anything, I don't think. It's no towns. <laughs> think of towns in well, well, there's ones that we did that, that were that, that we did the FA Cup. There's a couple, I think. Or, or maybe some oppositions or something. Yeah, probably. Although we always got on the opposition eventually, so I should be able to remember yeah. that. Nah, this is not a good one, Beef. Nah, just name some towns in England then. Sheffield. No, Sheffield's not a town. No. Uh, Suffolk Town. There is there is one in Suffolk, though. That's a county. Yep. I mean, uh, just know, I mean, the names Chantner, Dar- Derby, and Derby's County, Derby. Durham, you got Derby count, County count, right count, then. It was count, amazing. County Durham. I can't even think of any towns, really. You nearly said one then. New, Newcastle. No. Acton Town. Acton Town. No, no Acton Town. Mersey Town. No Mersey Town. There are 14, by the way. Okay. 12, sorry, not 14. I don't know any of them. Beef. Cambridge Town. There is a club called Cambridge Town. They're not in the league. Oh. But you can have Cambridge Town. Cambridge United <laughs> is that in the it? league. Is that what? Is that, well, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Right, one You've more go. Two, two more guesses. Let's go for Kensington Town. Kensington Town, no. Let's go for... Where did I go um, when we went to London? I went to watch Newport County play. It's near the Greyhound pub. Gatwick Town. <laughs> Crawley Town. Crawley Town. You could have had Cheltenham. Oh, Fleetwood was... Town, Ipswich Town, Shrewsbury Town, Crawley Town, Grimsby Town, Harrogate Town, Harrogate. Mansfield Town, Northampton Town, Swindon Town, Huddersfield Town and Luton Town. That was not for me, that one beef. You've even asked me questions about town as well, town versus United and all that stuff. Well, probably, but I don't really remember that stuff. <laughs> um, so am I? I'm two in front. Yeah, am six I? four. Yeah, six four. Uh, the British Open's on this week. Is it? Yep. Okay. Outside of St Andrews. Yep. Name any other five Scottish courses that had to host the host the British Open. Muirfield. There's only six. Muirfield. Yep. Troon. Yep. Royal Troon. But. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's Trump tune nowadays, I think. No, it's not. Um, other courses in They're only Scotland, not, only none, in none, Scotland. none in England. Oh, there are ones in England. Yeah, I know. But, um, but I'm Scottish focused. I couldn't really. So there's including St Andrews. There's seven all up. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, one of these I know because Dad played it in his tour. Okay, Carnoustie. That's the one. And the other one I've heard you say before, I reckon. Oh, really? Yep. Well, one of the other ones. Okay. <laughs> Glen Eagles. No. Oh, really? No, Glen Eagles. Oh, is that in England? Possibly is. No, sure. I, I know. I've not heard of it. I know, no, no. you never heard of Glen Eagles? I might have heard it's of it. It's home of but... golf. <laughs> it's Probably. It's the home of golf. Glen Eagles have never had the British Open. Not not on the, uh, not according to Wikipedia, but it, it listed every single really? year. Really? Yep. <laughs> Don't believe it. Um, so I've got one more guest left. I've just won 7 6, and I'm going to say. Royal Aberdeen. No. Turnbury. 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 Oh, yeah. The other ones are Prestwick oh, yeah. and Musselburgh. Musselburgh. 
Wow. Okay. There you go. If Glen Eagles, it may not be in Scotland. If it is, I'm... Go and check. I'm sure I read the thing right. I double-checked and double-checked. Was it Northern Ireland or was it in Wales? No, well, I don't think Wales had it. Well, Northern Ireland had it last when Shane Lowry won it. Ah, yeah. So that was in K-Club, probably. I would have thought that would be the only course I know of in Ireland that would possibly have it. So I think the Celtic Manor is putting a bid in for the British Open. I still can't believe New Port held the Ryder Cup, let alone the British Open. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Now the town, that was the truth. I I know the Premier League reasonably well now, and I just know our our FA Cup teams. Here's a quirk to the Premier League this year. There is no club called town in the Premier League and I don't know when the last time that has happened right hey now is this true also because the bloke mm. I was chatting to in the pub when I was, yep. he was saying that Derby County might be no longer no, uh, I think they've well, be someone saved it somebody saved it well Wayne Rooney was manager and they got relegated but apparently Wayne Rooney paid the players wages for a couple of months whilst right. they were in trouble and now he's pissed off to Washington to sign with DC United so he's not even going to continue at Derby next year so he's not. Perhaps, he's gone in America. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. So he. So Derby m- might be in trouble. I haven't really kept up with Derby, but I think they just signed. Well, that's, that's Bruce's team. They've just signed a couple of players, so they must be okay. I'm mm. thinking. Yeah, but uh, I believe they were close to uh, shutting up shop. Crikey. Anyway, talking about uh, people in trouble for money. Right. A man in Chile has legged it after he was accidentally paid 286 times his normal salary. That's a good deal. The banking bungle occurred last month with the man promising his boss that he would return what was overpaid to him. But instead, he quit his job and vanished. Let's be real here, people. Most people would do the Does same thing. say what thing. the amount is? The company accidentally paid him about 165 million Chilean pesos instead of his usual salary what? of half a million pesos. Right. Which is about 260,000 Australian dollars. He normally gets paid about 800 Australian dollars a month. Right. And they paid him 260,000. <laughs> so um, we can now only, uh, now only assume he's doing a Scrooge McDuck and swimming in a pool filled with money and gold. The man worked at Consorcio Industrial de Alimentos, which is CL for short, a company is one of the largest producers of cold-cut meats in Chile. When Human Resources noticed the major banking error, CL reached out to their employee to discuss the mistaken payment. However, the man agreed to go to the bank the next morning to sort out the repayment, but he didn't show up to work. His employers were unable to contact him despite trying multiple attempts to call, text, and WhatsApp him. That was the last interaction with their newly rich staffer. Then, on June the 2nd, he resigned from his position in a statement via his lawyer. Right. CL is trying to claw the money back. And he didn't launch... try to go for redundancy. No, CL is trying to claw the money back and have launched legal action against their uh, former employee. He was informed and clarified the money did not correspond to payment of any invoices he had lodged. They're now chasing him for misappropriation of funds with hopes of recovering some of the lost money. No arrest have been made. Whilst being paid 286 times above your usual salary would be a massive win for anyone, this employee was being paid just over Chile's minimum wage. Which is about $620 a month. Well, now it makes sense why he legged it. I I don't think he's going to get too far before he gets pulled up. He's gone off the grid. I reckon they'll find him. I think he's probably gone overseas. Yeah. I would imagine getting out of Chile with uh, with a big wad of cash is probably uh, good But for then him. how long can you stay somewhere else? 
True. true. You've got to come back eventually. You've got to come back. You've got to go illegal immigrant, transfer the money and all that stuff. And then as soon as he does a transfer, that's traceable. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a very short term. This is a man who's probably been earning very little money for good, oh, good reason. No doubt. Well, he's probably... I'm, not, I'm not sure he's a thinker, is what I'm saying. Ah, okay. Well, he's got some money to think with. He's thrown he's, over a big hell, Mary. He's paid his, he's going he's paid for his it. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's legged it. we got to thank Jack Lynch, the best beef jerky on the planet. There's loads of rugby coming up this weekend. World Cup qualifiers, uh, New Zealand versus Ireland, Australia, England, Wales, South Africa. All deciders in three-match series. Don't forget Scotland and Argentina. And USA versus Chile in a World Cup qualifier. So if you're watching rugby this weekend, go and get yourself a massive bag of Jack Lynch beef jerky to keep you company. And some beers. Get some beers. <laughs> Definitely get some beers. Unless you're gate tolerant, gate intolerant, mm-hmm. and then uh, no, you're gate tolerant because then you'd be alcohol intolerant that causes gate. So yes, if you've got gate, keep off the beers. Well deciphered beef. Don't right. don't get they'll run the wrong way. Double That's negative stuff. Exactly going. Yeah. right. By the way, people. It's the food of astronauts. We Jack Links. We don't need to rant and rave about jerky. it, though. No, we don't rant and rave at all. Just mention it. Just throw it in there. If you're thinking about Facts becoming an astronaut, then you really need to get yourself some Jack Links beef jerky just to make sure you're au fait with the food lifestyle of astronauts. I'm au fait. Apparently, um, this uh, astronaut that keeps going up to the International Space Station keeps smuggling in gorilla costumes. So when all the other astronauts are doing their own thing, he puts mm. on this gorilla costume and flies around the space station, scaring the hell out of people. That's a classic gag. He must have a load of beef jerky in him to do that. Classic gag, yeah. Mm. Footage is brilliant of him flying around the space station in his monkey suit. Anyway, this has been episode 256 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. Thanks for downloading, people. We really appreciate it. 365 days of sport. See you next week.